Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, today we're going to talk about celebrities and how they're often faced financial challenges that really require the assistance of a financial advisor with expertise for celebrities. And by avoiding these common mistakes, we can all learn better how to manage wealth and ensure long-term financial stability. So coming up, we're going to cover a few cautionary tales from Hollywood to learn what not to do with your money. And we're going to offer some tips on how to save more for your retirement. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is a fiduciary, investment advisor representative, 30-plus years in the business, uh, this financial business, helping folks get to and through retirement. Uh, really, I think, Kevin, you spent some of those 30 years uh, in the teaching business as opposed to the financial business, right? How are you, by the way? <laughs> I am good. I'm real good. And, uh, yeah, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we do is actually teaching and education, you know, because we're not born with this knowledge, right? Right. We're not... You know, you're not born a football player. You're not born a celebrity. Um, you have to learn it. And it's the same thing with retirement planning and investing. There's a lot to learn. And, uh, you, you know, we can we can learn from these celebrities and from Hollywood, you know. And um, it's known for the money, right? Oh, for known the for, money. Yes, indeed. Known for lots of money, right? And uh, you, got the, you got the sidewalks, you know, lined with the names. And uh, what, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I think they call it? Sure. You know, and uh, but we've all heard these stories, you know, that the the a lot of these people, they they accumulate what seems like massive wealth. And and I've, I've always thought to myself, you know, if you if you see yourself on that trajectory where, you know, you're accumulating a good amount of wealth, I've always thought, you know, just common sense would dictate that, you know, I'm sure this person has thought to sit down with a financial advisor, a lawyer, an accountant and, and you know, put all these things together to make sure that their family and their loved ones are taken care of. And apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> apparently you're wrong. Boy, the list of mistakes and blunders that these folks make is endless. It's incredible. And they're doing it with millions and millions of dollars. And, and, I'm, and I say, you know, so every day you wake up and it never occurred to you, you know, that maybe you should get some help, make sure you're taking care of this properly. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of blown away. I'm always shocked by it, by the level of it, because 
you know, the, 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 the it's, it, it's devastating. And so today we're going to walk you through what we call the Hollywood financial walk of shame, if you will. So we're going to cover it. the mistakes, you know, we're going to go over the mistakes and uh, see how we can learn from them. Well, let's learn from uh, Steve McNair. And again, a name we all know. We'll get into a little more detail. Here's a little reminder of who he is or what. The guy could run for sure. He fortunately was uh, was killed back in uh, 2009 at only 39, Kevin. And uh, that uh, was tragic. That was, a, that was a that was a big time tragedy. And that was, uh, you know, guys. I don't know if anybody everybody's heard Steve Steve McNair played a long time. He played 13 years in yeah. the NFL. And and for clarity, the the other quarterback mentioned his name is not Michael McVick. I know, <laughs> it's, 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 Michael Vick. It's just Michael Vick, and uh, you know that one. That, that's a story all its own. Um, you know, Steve McNair was actually he was actually murdered in a in a mur- it was a murder suicide by a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's really a tragic story. And and so it's it's not like he you know was going downhill and he knew that his life was going to end, but he just at at, at the age of thirty nine years old. He had a net worth of just shy of twenty million dollars. Wow! And 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 be, but the problem is, uh, there was no will, there were no directives, uh, there were no plans of any kind that we can tell, and and so his widow, yes, he was you know cheating on his wife. His widow had to appeal to the court for access to the husband's money for herself and her kids. Oh, and that's the, just horrible. It, and 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 you know what, Steve? You, I'm sure, I know you know this. It doesn't happen overnight, guys. It doesn't going through this court process, going through probate, probate and, and producing all the documents and going through that process, not only cost tens of thousands of dollars to hire the lawyers and to go through it, but it took five years to settle it. Five years. And, and can you imagine knowing there's what, 19 and a half nine, you know, million dollars out there, but for five years, you can't get to it. And, and I think that the, you know, the, the issue here is there was no estate plan. There was no legacy planning. And, and I'll tell you what, there, there are some really simple things to do. If you guys, you know, if you're like me that, um, you know, a lot of things you'll like, maybe you like to do it yourself. You're a do-it-yourselfer. All right. You can actually do a lot of this, a lot of these yourself online through some websites that specialize in legal documents. If you don't want to hire an attorney, uh, I've done it myself with, with, uh, I set up a power of attorney for healthcare. I've got a power of attorney for finance that I set up myself, um, you know, using these websites, I don't recommend it for everybody. You might benefit very much from sitting down with a lawyer if you don't feel confident that that uh, in your ability to take care of this and to, and to do it properly, because it is very important, you know, that you uh, cross all those T's and dot all the I's, so to speak, that you don't miss any steps. And so one thing I want to suggest, uh, I, I know some people have written a will and they say, well, I can write up, write up my own will, right? And the answer is yes, you can. Uh, but really, you should have witnesses that are uninvolved, uh, unrelated, that are not beneficiaries, and you want to have two of them, right? You want to have two witnesses sign that document with you in front of a notary, all right? So as far as I can tell, that will make it a very legal, legitimate document if you're a do-it-yourselfer. But otherwise, go sit down with an attorney, talk to your friends, find out who they're who they use to get a referral, and talk to a couple of them, just like just like you'd sit down with a couple of financial advisors, maybe three advisors to figure out who's the best fit. I think you should do the same thing with a good attorney and make sure that you check around for prices, make sure you're paying a fair price for whatever it is they do for you. But it's very important to get those documents in place because you know, unfortunately accidents happen. Uh, we don't always know, you know, when our time is going to come. 
And so it's very important to do it sooner rather than later. Of course. And my guess is you have some pretty good uh, estate planning attorneys uh, at your disposal. Yes. Yes, I do. And and I'm happy to suggest somebody if you would like, um, you know, and, and that's something I can uh, introduce you to. I don't I have no financial relationship in it. Sure. Um, it's just something to help you guys give you a place to start. Right. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, thumbing through, thumbing through the phone book, or if anyone does that anymore, or I, I show my age or, right. uh, you know, doing yeah, a When's the last time you it. did that, man? <laughs> you know what? Actually, actually, we don't even have a phone book. No, we so don't forth. either. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. But I, like I say, that's an old habit. And uh, obviously we all go online these days, uh, I think is what most of us do. Um, you know, you know what, but it's important to do it. And you know what? A good lawyer is not going to charge you just for having a, a brief conversation. You should be able to sit down with an attorney for time. I'm going to say 10 or 15 minutes. I'm not saying an hour. Um, and, and just for free, for no charge. All right. And, and I always say to people, if they won't even have a conversation with you without charging you, then maybe that's not the best. You know, maybe that's not the best person to work with. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all right. my personal. Well, I think that's a good idea. Uh, folks, if you want to reach out to Kevin, it's 800-975-6717. Or you can visit silverleaffinancial.com, silverleaffinancial.com, where you can also find a lot about Kevin and, and his thoughts on retirement. But also you can find his book, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. It's a great read and uh, and you're giving it away. You know what? It's free. It is. And there's no obligation, guys. There's no there's no cost. There's no obligation. I'm happy to send you the book because I've got several clients at this point um, that have worked with me for years. They started off with me. Maybe they're in their 70s. Now they're in their late 80s, early 90s. And they find themselves uh, in, a, in a situation where they made the decision to move into a facility. And, and these, these facilities, whether it's independent living, independent living, uh, for instance, in Denver, Colorado, uh, at a very, very nice place is $6,500 a month. For independent living, a month, okay, a month, right, a month. That's independent living, okay. That's not, in other words, they're not giving you a ton of help, you know, medically. Uh, they do clean, you know, they clean the apartment and all of your meals are covered, uh, things like that. But six thousand five hundred dollars a month, to me, seeing, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. And and then if you jump to assisted living, that's another couple thousand a month. And then into memory care is over ten thousand dollars a month. So it can be very, very costly. And if, and you, if you check out the book, you're going to learn some ways that you can prepare yourself, uh, that we can show you how to position your assets so that if you do have to pay for it, you can use tax-free money, all right? And so if you're spending 10 grand, right, that's a big chunk of savings just by learning these strategies. Wow. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, the quick uh, math, $78,000 at, at $1,650, right? Or six, oh, yeah. six, 6500 Oh, 6,500 per yeah. year. Yeah. 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 Seven, and, and, and a lot of people record, don't make that much money in a year. No, they don't. And a lot of people don't have that, don't have money that they can afford it. Right. And, and, and so the, you know, there's of course, traditional long-term care, um, you know, that'll, that'll provide you that monthly benefit. I would, I would recommend if you're looking into this, by the way, you want to make sure you understand how the insurance company is going to reimburse you. Okay. Are they going to reimburse you? Do you have to send them receipts? Do you have to send them bills or is it a cash indemnity plan? where once you qualify, right, they just send you the money. You don't have to send them bills, you don't have to send them receipts. And that is, so you might be able to tell by my tone, that's what I recommend is a cash indemnity plan because once you qualify, uh, meaning you can't perform two out of six of the activities of daily living, like dressing and walking and bathing, things like that. When a doctor signs off on that, that means the insurance company automatically, as of that day, 
will start sending you cash. So they will send you the money. You can use it to pay for long-term care at, uh, at a facility. You could use it to pay. You could use it to pay your sister or your aunt or your uncle or your child to take care of you in your home. All right. So it's a big, very, very important distinction that you know how exactly they're going to provide the benefit to you when you need it. Reach out to Kevin, folks. Silverleaffinancial.com is the website. So uh, another big problem or another problem that some face, well, and well, I think we know who this is. Well, yes, that's Billy Joel, of course. And uh, overtime, yeah, he had to go back on the road after he realized his brother-in-law stole $30 million from him. I mean, holy cow, that's something. And how yeah, not to, you know how what? not to, you know, again, it's one of those, uh, you talk about a cautionary tale. Yeah, be careful if you're dealing with family and money. Oh my gosh. And I've seen it, I've seen it time and time again. And, and I, I have clients that unfortunately they have children, uh, that even before the parents are all gone, they're arguing and going to court over the amount of money they're going to inherit. Oh my gosh. And the mother's not even gone yet. And, and, but I have a client like that and, and sisters have taken her to court. And so every year I have to provide documentation about where all the money went so that they can go through the court process to prove to her sisters that she's, that they're not being cheated out of money. And, and, and so guys don't take it for granted. You may know your family or may, you may think, you know, but really what you need to do, I strongly recommend having a conversation with your kids. Okay, about about the money. I know a lot of people don't like to do that. I know my parents never, ever, ever talk to me about money. And and I think I think it's actually a disservice to the kids because I think if they start learning these things when they're younger and you have these conversations, it becomes more second nature. And and maybe it doesn't mean you you know you know everything, but you'll know more than than if they never had the conversation. And in the case of inheritance, I think if you have that conversation to let everybody know. While everybody's still, you know, while, you know, not when you're not after somebody has deteriorated, not after somebody could question your mental competency mm-hmm. to, ha- you know, you want to have those conversations early on and let them know, hey, I'm going to I'm leaving it to everybody equally or, you know what, I haven't talked to you in 10 years, so I'm not giving you anything. Whatever the conversation might be, I think you should have that conversation and it and it may help. It might not help. Uh, it's possible that wills and, and, and these documents can be challenged and taken to probate. But if they're written, to the, if the documents are written up properly and you, and you work with qualified individuals to help you with these things, then there shouldn't be any problems later on. And the problem with the issue with Billy Joel, yeah. you, know, the, you know, piano man, is he had, some, he had some belief or some opinion that he did not, he, he refused to like basically learn these things. He didn't mm-hmm. want to learn about finance and investments. And he thought that it would somehow compromise his, his artistic integrity or something. Yeah. That's and, a typical artist thing, right? It, right. Well, yeah, I think he got he, over that. <laughs> oh my gosh. $30 million, $30 yeah. million stolen for, from his own family member. I mean, I mean, that's, that's an awful lot of money and, and it didn't happen to go that have to go that way. And so that's why, that's why, you know, I, these are not topics, you know, that most people enjoy talking about, right? But the fact is, we've all we've, we're all here for a limited time, and if you want to do do your best to help out your family or, or beneficiaries, charity, or whatever it might be, it is really important to take care to get these documents set up and to put them in place ahead of time, and to revisit them at, at least I would say on an annual basis in case something changed, mm-hmm. all right? Because because you might have to update those documents.
Right. And, and you know, in the case of Billy Joel, he, he had to go back out on the road and, and do more touring. I mean, not that he was going to be done, it, I don't think, but, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. And, that, and, and I don't think all of us have that. I mean, again, if somebody were to get ripped off, we don't have that ability, right, to just go no, that, out there and start cranking out more money. No, that's what I was just going to say. And that, you know, somebody like that, you know, that's got so much success, you know, I'm sure, you know, he, he, was, he's able, he was able to do that. And, but a lot of us, you know, most of us, I think, when you stop working and and then you're retired for several years, many years, maybe ten years or something, mm-hmm. uh, it could be very difficult to get back in the workforce and to get and to get a job that you really want. You <laughs> well, know? that's it, just it, yeah. And I think that's you know you can always get a minimum wage job, right? Most likely, I hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you hope, right? And and but but there's also age bias, right? There is age bias in the workplace, whether and that people want to admit it or not. I know it's you, you, I've seen time and all sorts of research. Um, you know, basically once you, once you get really to late forties, early fifties, that, that's when eight, but that's when bias seems to show up in hiring decisions. Yes. And, and so if you're out of the workplace for a long time, perhaps the job that you used to have is no longer relevant. What if it's replaced by AI, right? Artificial intelligence. They say that's going to replace half the jobs out there. And, and so I, 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 None of us know which ones those will be. We can guess. <laughs> That's true. Well, I know that there's a lot of disc jockeys thinking I'm out of work. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah, there's a few financial advisors think that that might happen too. Yeah. Uh, and and you know what we're seeing we're seeing you know um, there's going to be automation in ways that we just don't expect, and I think it's going to be uh, uh, much more difficult if you've got if you, if you don't have a job where you're like a computer coder or you can you can write you can write you know, interpret data. You're a data scientist. Um, those those jobs have very bright futures, um, but a lot of other ones might not be around five years or ten years from now. And so it's really important, you know, to to make sure we're uh, you, you keep you keep some of that money safe so that you don't have to go back to work ten years into retirement. Oh, I like that idea. Let's see, we've got another one here. Um, James Gandolfini, you remember the song? You remember the show? I think I'm rewatching it for about the third or fourth time now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I've been about halfway through season one, and it's just—I it, tell you—it's just so compelling. And, and James Gandolfini, obviously, he's the the main guy in in The Sopranos, and uh, I mean, what what a tremendous actor! But again, mistakes made. Uh, he he died unexpectedly at, at 51. Yeah, and that and that and at this point in time, I'm going to say that that is a that is a very young age. Oh to my pass. gosh, yeah. You know, and and I think that. Uh, um, it's, it's another situation where I don't, I don't know that, you know, based on what happened, I don't believe he had the advice of a lawyer or at least not a good one. Um, and it doesn't appear as though he, he uh, was serious about estate planning because his, his net worth was estimated at 70, 70 million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, right? I mean, that, that's, you know, that's rich money, right? Is <laughs> I think, I, I think north of 50 million, you're rich. Okay. And, and $70 million though was the size of his estate and and he he had it divided amongst several people, you know, like his wife and sisters and others. Um, but the issue was when you have that high of a net worth, you really need an estate plan because estate taxes can take a massive chunk, like half of your of the money, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the issue is if you uh, the way our laws are right now, if you leave the money to your spouse, then they can avoid estate tax entirely. All right. Okay. But that's o- that's only for the spouse. All right. And so since only 20% of his estate was left to his spouse, the rest of it was subject to a state tax, which probably cut that amount of money in half oh my by, gosh. The ta- by the time it was received. That's terrible. And that, that's an awful lot of money. If you think 
So that was, I'm, so I'm going to say 20% was left. So 14 million went to his wife. So that means roughly $56 million should have went to other folks that he wanted to leave it to, but it was probably only more, it was probably closer to 25 million after the estate taxes and the various other taxes were subtracted. So that was a big, big chunk of money that could have went to good causes, good charities, mm-hmm. or maybe just, or, or helped out some other people, but instead went to the government for taxes. So when, it, when it, he only left 20% to his, to his wife, and, and then I understand you want to share it among the siblings too, but at the same time, wouldn't you think somebody that was advising him would tell him to not do it this way? I definitely. Because I know I you would. Oh, no question about it. No question. But, the, but you know, the conversation would be, okay, this is what's going to happen if you do it that way. But if that's really what you want to do, it's your choice. Sure. Right. Yeah. I, I have a hard, I have a hard time imagining that somebody would consciously make that choice, you know, cause it, 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 uh, it could have been, it could have been handled in a way that would have saved probably tens of millions of dollars. Right. Um, and maybe it costs, you know, it costs a little bit to drop the documents, but that's really a tiny drop in the bucket. Well, when you're talking 70 million. Yeah. Right. A tiny that's drop a, that, in the bucket. That's a huge, right. That's a, that's a huge amount of money. And so the, the, the truth is now the good news is if you do have an estate right now, um, estate, the estate tax, uh, exemption, I want to say is about 12 and a half. I want to say 12, a little over 12 million for an individual. Okay. And so for a married couple, it's over 24 million. All right. And, and so most of us aren't going to be impacted by it as of right now. Um, however, I believe that is going to, if, if nothing is done by Congress, uh, the tax cuts that were enacted in the last administration, I believe are going to expire at the end of 24, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, and, and so that estate tax was raised, that estate tax exemption was raised with that same package, if I remember correctly. And so I believe if there's no action taken, that tax rates, I mean, it's not going to be a massive increase. Tax rates for most people would increase two, would increase like 2%. Um, and, but that estate tax exemption will be, will be probably at least cut in half if, if nothing is done. And I'm going to say that's fine for the majority of the population. Sure. I, I, re- I really think that was a gift to all the billionaires out there, um, you know, not to most of us, uh, you know, normal people, so to speak. Yeah. Most, yeah, exactly. Um, well, all right, so let's keep going then uh, on this, folks. If you want to know more, it's 800-975-6717 or just visit SilverleafFinancial.com. Um, Gary Coleman, I'm going to skip to Gary Coleman if that's okay. Sure, sure. So we all know Gary Coleman, 80 sitcom, uh, when, what you talking about, Willis? I can't What's afford talking? a taxi. Get a job. <laughs> Arnold, that's the whole idea in the first place. Willis needs a job. You get the picture? I'm unemployed. Then why don't you collect unemployment insurance? <laughs> Arnold, to collect unemployment, you gotta not be working at what you're working at before you stop working. <laughs> That's the line, isn't it? We all remember that one. Um, Oh, yeah. But Gary Coleman, I mean, as, you know, cute and adorable as he was as a kid, he grew up and and realized that his parents and manager may have been taking advantage of him. So he sued them and uh, won. Yes. He did. And, you know, that story is all too common, too. Yeah. (laughs) Now there's there's, uh, um, the, the, the football player that they made a movie about. They're... He's oh, that suing. or or is that his name or something like that? Uh, Blindsides you know, the movie. The Blindside movie, yeah. And but that player is is basically suing right now for the you know similar I think similar reasons. Yeah, I think so uh, too. You know, and it seems it seems to be far too common. And and obviously, if you're a kid, 
you know, you, you don't know any better. Right. And, and you're trusting people that you should trust the most. Um, uh, but unfortunately he wound up having to sue him. He got about a, what, a million three. Uh, and, and unfortunately he, he, it, it didn't last him very long, but the mistake that he made is, uh, after he'd been divorced, okay. He never updated his documents. And so his ex was entitled to all the assets that he had remaining. Not his current and, wife. No. Oh, boy, that's a <laughs> glaring example of just what not to do. It is exactly what not to do. And, guys, I see this fairly often, all right? In other words, when I sit down with people and they say they haven't updated their beneficiaries in 20 years, 30 years. And, you know, it, it well, could be an ex- two wives ago. <laughs> it, right, yeah, right. at least for some people. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's uh, I know these are things that might not, they're not the front of your mind, right? Right. But if you're if you're listening to this, you know, give yourself a reminder to go check these things out in the next few days or next week. Just pull them out and take a look at them. Make sure that you've got things set up properly. Maybe you had another child, right? Maybe maybe somebody got married and you don't like their spouse. Um, maybe you're divorced or, or something like that. There's any number of th- things that change in our lives, and and it's important because these documents, like an IRA with a properly filled out beneficiary. And that means it's a beneficiary. We've got all their information. It's all accurate. And the person is still alive. That's the question. Are they still alive? All right. And then it doesn't matter if they're your ex or if they're your current spouse. That They're going to get the money. Right. And, and so it is really important. Take a look at these documents. Make sure they're, they're exactly how you want them to be. In other words, that the money is going to go to the person that you choose. Right. Not, not the way that the state thinks it should, should be distributed. And so it's important that you update these documents. That's why I mentioned earlier on estate planning, it's important to review these. I suggest on a yearly basis or, or maybe every couple of years, but take a look to make sure things haven't changed and that your, you know, your desires for where your money goes hasn't changed. And by the way, there should be no charge from any custodian that has your money, any institution that has your money, there should never be a charge to change a beneficiary or update a beneficiary anything like that. I've worked with all sorts of companies, all sorts of institutions. There's never a change uh, with, with anything that I've run into, sure. uh, a charge, I should say. And, and so in other words, it won't cost you anything but a little bit of time to make sure it's set up properly. And that's, boy, that's just one thing you can't, God, I mean, it just becomes so clear. You, you, you just never know, you know? No, you, you don't. And, and, and you know what? One other point, guys, I want to make on this. A lot of times with married couples, um, you know, of course, the, logically, they, they name each other as a primary beneficiary. Of course. All right. But I want to suggest to everybody that you make sure you also have contingent beneficiaries. Okay. Because unfortunately, accidents happen. A lot of times married couples, you know, you're, you're traveling or you're going out to lunch or you're in, the, you're in the same vehicle. If you get in an accident and both of you pass away and there's no contingent beneficiary, that money's going to probate. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and you might wind up losing a big chunk of it to fees and 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 it won't and it might very much uh, may not go where you'd like it to go. So I know it's it, it's it's not a pleasant thing to think about, but unfortunately, it does happen. So please make sure you set up contingent beneficiaries as well just to be on the safe side. Great idea. Let's uh, let's see. We got we got time for more here. Let's go to Kevin Bacon. Thank you, sir. May I have another. Now, Kevin Bacon uh, and his wife, Kara Sedgwick. They're, I mean, I don't know, everything I've ever read, they are two of the nicest human beings on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. Very laid back. And Kevin certainly gives back a lot when he's doing the military stuff and all of that. And and um, uh, he fell victim to Bernie Madoff. 
Yes, I, I remember that when the Madoff scam uh, came out was yeah. revealed, and and he's he's not there's a lot there's I think there's oh a there's a lot, lot of, of them, a lot of people that were that were victims of that one, and 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 you know there's there, there's a few things here because if you go back and, and anybody uh, if you if you've read about what Madoff did or how he did it, um, one of the things that I that I point out to people is it's not just the returns. Okay, obviously to me that's the first red flag. If somebody says, hey, I'm consistently making you know I don't know ten percent a year or whatever the number is. Um, without any losing years, without ever having a losing quarter, all right, that alone should be a red flag to me, all right, because we're not talking a guaranteed interest rate investment. These are supposed to be stocks and and bonds. And what he did, um, that's so that's rule number one. Is if it sounds too, too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. Just think about an athlete. You can be a Hall of Fame athlete, you know, Hall of Fame baseball player if you're on base one time out of three. Right. And and in the stock market, if you just are right, 51 or 52 percent of the time, you should come out ahead. Assuming all your bets are equal, you should come out ahead. But what it means is you're going to make some wrong. You're going to make some bad investments. There's going to be some things that happen that you don't anticipate. And and it doesn't matter who you listen to or what everybody thinks. We The truth is, we just we don't know. We don't know. We can we use the data to make forecasts and predictions and and. And it's important to recognize that if somebody is claiming that they have such stellar performance, then there's probably something going on that's not 100% true. And in the case of Madoff, the other thing to look for is that you don't want the individual that's your advisor holding your money, okay? In other words, Madoff Madoff held the money himself in, in institutions that he controlled, okay? And he was even making the statements. All right. So he printed the statements. The reason why he showed these returns is because he created these documents. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. You know, I laugh, but it's them. not funny. Oh God, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's it's terrible for these people that have lost so much money. The 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 what I tell myself is that, you know, there are a lot of people like Kevin Bacon and his wife, they did lose a lot of money, but you know what? They they have a lot more money too. And sure. so they didn't my point is they didn't lose everything. And to me, it's devastating. You know, there are stories about people out there that, that literally lost everything. Um, and, and that obviously is a lot different story than if you lost, you know, 30 out of your 50 million. Yeah, okay. um, you, you know, so so I have a little I don't quite have as much sympathy for the super rich people. <laughs> that, right. Right. That made a bad decision. But so what I'm trying to help out is is, is to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, and, and remembers that that uh, even the most intelligent, most informed individuals, you know, you can still get taken advantage of if you're not really careful. And so one of the things that I point out to everybody, I don't hold any money for anybody, okay? Every dollar that clients have invested with me is held at third-party, independent financial institutions. That you, So in other words, you could go to them. A client could call them up on the phone and say, hey, I just wanna see how much, how, how's my account doing? And in other words, you don't have to talk to your advisor if, you're, if your advisor's like Madoff who's lying to you, right? right? right. You, need to be, you need to be able to go to a third party. Because when you have multiple parties involved, there are checks and balances all along the way to make sure that everybody, everything is being done the way it's supposed to be so that you don't get taken advantage of or find yourself losing money uh, you know, illegally to a con man like Bertie Madoff. Exactly. Hey, you know what time it is? Hammer time. <laughs> Hammer time. Yeah, this, this was a good story. I mean, I remember when all this was going on. MC Hammer, um, obviously very successful musician, rapper, whatever. Um, and uh, he just uh, didn't do well. Well, he did real well. 
but well, he, then, he, then he, he didn't did, do well. <laughs> he started off doing phenomenally well. Oh, amazing! Right? Yeah. And and but I, I remember I remember it too because he was making uh, tens of millions of dollars a year, and and uh, but just then then he made the decision he just wants to live this incredible life I guess and the way that he thought a life would be incredible is buying you know twenty some luxury cars and twenty some racehorses and a private jet and a helicopter and home renovations and and gold toilets and gold plated everything. And to, to the, you know, I do like the front gate. I like the front gate sign that says hammer time. Hammer time. Like yeah. That. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool, but that wouldn't have cost you $30 million. No. Or, you know, and, and, and then the employees that he had, he had this massive entourage, you know, that everyone wanted hangers honors who wanted money. That's right. That's right. And they weren't doing it for free guys. They were no. not doing it for free. Uh, it, it's rumored that he, he was spending between half a million and a million dollars a month just on his employees. Oh. And, you know, and so within five years, five years, he 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 blew through at least thirty million dollars and files for bankruptcy. All right, and and uh, you know, so from being on top of the world to being uh, what what what's he saying? Being the 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 left in the hanging out in the left leg of the legendary hammer pants. <laughs> That's a great image. I like it. <laughs> I, still, I still remember that, that image just popped in my brain when I said that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, again, so really there's uh, lessons that, that can be learned. And, and we I think you did a great job sort of going through all of those. Let's talk about the week uh, that is just ending. Uh, what's your what's your take on the week in terms of markets and and uh, just in it's, general? You know what? Um, I'm actually encouraged by the by the by the middle to the t- to the end of the week uh, as as it went with regard to you know the market's picking back up um, and that's because if you guys are watching interest rates the market is totally trading off of interest rates these last several days uh, in other words when it when it got hammered earlier early speaking of hammer uh, when it when it took a drop earlier in the week uh, or last week it was it was due to interest rates rising and and the key with like the the ten year treasury is one that a lot of people pay attention to. And it was trading what three seven three eight something like that, mm-hmm. and then it and then it just took off. Bond prices, you know, got got hammered, and which causes yields to rise. And it went up to I want to say four point three four point three five, and that's what caused you know tech stocks and the market to take a hit. Um, and and I can get into more detail in a in a private conversation if anyone would like as to why tech stocks get seem to be more interest rate sensitive. Um, but then. As the week progressed, interest rates started to back off a little bit, and hence the market started to you know took started to rise again. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think I I like the way it looks in terms of we want to think about why are rates interest rates rising, and the reason rates are rising is because we have a very strong economy. It started last week when the Atlanta Fed came out projecting GDP right with gross domestic product of our economy to grow over five percent in in the third quarter, which is far above the growth that anybody was anticipating. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember, we started the year thinking we're going into a recession, which means you have negative growth for technically definition is negative growth two quarters in a row. All right. So obviously, by having such strong growth, it threw that through a wrench into that theory and, and is making everybody readjust. So the market and the economy has turned out. Uh, Morgan Stanley cited Bidenomics for, for this incredible strong economy. Uh, you can all debate that at your leisure. Um, but the fact is the economy is doing well, jobless unemployment numbers are still very strong. And, and so I feel good about it. I think the markets are, 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 are looking pretty good. And I think that we, we need earnings to come through, you know, earnings to come through with, with showing solid growth, but I think the markets are looking good and I would stick with 
stick with your balanced portfolio, 60-40 or 50-50 stocks and bonds, because you can make some good interest on those bonds now, too. That sounds great. Kevin, again, I like your optimism. Uh, you, you know what? I think I get, I get tired. There's so much negativity. Oh, out I there. know. That's what I mean. It's just very pleasant to hear. <laughs> and, and, you know, things aren't all bad. Everything is not falling apart. Granted, our state of politics in this country is a mess. Yeah. Um, you know, but the good news is the economy continues to hum along, even though we got so many idiots and knuckleheads that have apparently been elected to office. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you make a great point, because despite all of that or in spite of all of that. That's right. We're we're bouncing along. You're right. We're, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. We're seeing good growth. There's plenty of jobs out there. There's like almost two jobs for every person looking for one. And and so um, and, and wages, you know, wages are, are, have, have showed good strength. So I, we're plugging along. We're moving forward. And I think we just keep your head, keep, you know, kind of keep your head down, keep focused on on hitting your objectives, saving your money, putting that money away. And then when you're in retirement, we're going to set up, you know, make sure you, you live within a budget in retirement so that you don't have the you don't have the hammer time problem where you outspend your money. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.